It's a me, Ricordio. This is Insert Credit, episode nine, 119. Sorry, 119. Uh, and time. I'm Frank Savali. Nice. And uh, I'm your host this week. Who are these other guys? Uh, I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield, and I'm, I'm not your host for this week. And in case you Bro. forgot, I'm Frank Savali, your host this week. Um, so it is, as we're recording this one, Saturday, January 16th, 2016. Uh kind of an early morning show for us. Um, 116.16. Yes, that's true. Um, so, something that uh, I've been engaging with uh, over this past week, and, and perhaps you guys have as well, uh, is is what's called the Awesome Games Done Quick Marathon. Yeah. AGDQ. I watched some of uh, You guys watched a little bit of that, sure. Um, it's fine if you didn't. Because that's not actually what this is about. But uh, so I'm watching this and and I'm really digging it and I'm really digging the the community around it. Right? Um, you know, these are people who share a common interest and a common bond and and uh, use that to uh, further each other's talents and to then come together and and raise money for uh, for a. Uh, cancer prevention uh like i I just think that's really cool and you know these are people who uh identify as uh that bad g word they're all gamers what was was that noise i think that was writing were you just highlighting something don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) all right anyway so so these are people who identify as gamers which is uh Something that, well, I, I can definitely speak for Brandon, who, who's uh, written a semi-famous editorial about not wanting to be called a gamer. Uh, so so I, I know for sure that, that Brandon does not enjoy that term. Uh, I definitely do not, uh, because I, I think it's silly to, to uh, label yourself as, as anything. Um, Tim, I would assume that, that your perspective is similar. Yeah, it's probably pretty similar, yeah. But I don't like that word. I don't like that word either. And and I don't like labels in general, but uh it, watching all of this come together uh started making me think, is there any actual legitimacy to identifying yourself as someone who plays and enjoys video games? Is there any mm. reason to do that? Uh because you know, here it's it's sort of expressed something good. Like it's 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 also ultimately uh, why we know each other. Yeah, well, we don't know each other because we called each ourselves gamers. Sure. Um, I mean that like the the terminology is not why video games are why we know each other. But you know, you can know I could know you from from books or something, and I wouldn't call myself like a booker. A booker or a reader, 
I, sure. I don't. You you could say that stuff, but it seems unlikely to do. Um, like <clears throat> there's certainly people like to identify, or it's easy it's easier to identify as part of a group. Having an in group and an out group helps us in a large scale society like we have uh, to determine who we're going to talk to most easily. And I think that is a, like an actual reason why this happens. And, and within the game playing community, you've got people that, um, are on the spectrum a lot and need some way to, to identify with people in an easier way. And it can be hard to identify with, people around you who are just like think you're weird or whatever mm-hmm. and so they're they're definitely I get why it happens but I also you know I'm of two minds of it on the one hand I think that it is a reductive term that was created by marketing in the 90s to put you in a box and then on the other hand you know, you could say like, okay, we're taking the meaning back from this word and we're making it better by doing, you know, uh, events for cancer and, mm. you know, p- the, the penny arcade drive that they do every year or whatever. Like, child's play. Child's play. Yeah. Which is a really bad name. Yeah. It's not a good name. So, you know, those, but I don't think you need, you don't need the word gamer to do those things. And uh, AGDQ doesn't include the word gamer in it. It includes the word games. Sure. Because that has to be there because it's about games. Um, I've watched enough of that thing to know that all of those uh, people there, they're, they're gamers. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, so, all what, of them. When you say that, what do you mean? What is a gamer to? Uh, we'll see. Like, I mean, it's, oh, go ahead. They, they really, really like games. And uh, games are their, are their favorite and their, their their friends like games and uh for their friends games are their favorite uh it's just people who who love those games more than all the stuff uh so here's the thing i think that agdq's cool i think speed running a game is cool i think obtaining mastery in a narrow field is cool and uh the narrower the field, the kind of the cooler it is, uh, you know? Yeah. So it's like mastering just one video game or finding a speedrun strategy on just one part of a video game is pretty cool. But uh, I feel like you can't get that involved in anything without being, you know, that thing plus ER on the end, you know? <laughs> Like if if you know that much about a chapter of a book, you probably do call yourself a booker, even though we've never heard anybody call themselves that. I'm a booker. Yeah, but that describes a very specific subset of persons. Yeah. Like like the person well, that, yeah. that has read Moby Dick five thousand times and can quote every uh, every passage and and has a an answer for every question of yours. Uh, like a Melville what, what scholar. Kind of fi- what kind of fish is that? For example, um, is a, is a question they might have an answer to. Yeah, but <clears throat> that's I mean that's a really small group of people, and 
the the folks that are trying to call themselves gamers are a much oh, larger yeah. group. I'm not I'm not saying all all gamers are those guys. Right. I'm just saying that those guys kind of seem to me like I would use the word gamer for that. And I have another question. Oh though. sure sure. Wait, I mean, no, it's 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 related to this, which is, you know, would you? I don't want to stereotype people, certainly. But when I look at those folks playing the games on the AGDQ, a lot of them look like gamers. Yeah. Because you got a lot of pasty white dudes with some some chin fuzz. And, like, I don't want to think that. Because yeah, that's, really, uh... that's really rude, and it's profiling, and it's... uh. And it's it's basically the result of that that marketing push back in the day that was like all these guys live in their basement. The only thing they do is play video games, et cetera, et cetera. These these AGDQ guys are proving that that's not all they do. They've made a community. They're really cool people. Uh, in in that regard, they they are all friends with each other on the internet and and give each other shoutouts and stuff. They're not just you know, isolated weirdos or something. Yeah. But oh, yeah. when I look at, when I see like a Caucasian dude wearing a shirt that's one size too small for him, that's got like Sonic stretched across his chest, I'm like, well, that's a gamer. You know, like Vito. <laughs> yeah. You look at Vito I mean, and I'm you're not, like, that's a gamer. I, I'm not going to make any sort of value judgments or whatever about someone's, uh, uh, you know, based around someone's inclusion in a group or not, but uh, uh, yeah. I mean, you can't wear a t-shirt like a t-shirt with a couple of words, a couple of unremarkable words from a video game that you know form a sentence that is not immediately recognizable to anyone outside of your group as being related to the thing inside your group. Uh, without being a gamer, I don't think. I think that I'm not saying gamers are bad. I'm just saying that's what I think a gamer is. Sure. Is, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I saw a guy with a shirt that just said, would you kindly on it. And yeah. I was like, and, those are just words, man. But no, they're words from Bioshock. Yeah. And, and it's like, I, I don't important. understand how you wear that t shirt outside of like packs. Yeah, you just know? you know, walking through Target with well, that shirt on. I I do get why you would do it though, and it's because if you feel that nobody gets you, but other people that like video games, maybe when you're walking outside, someone's gonna be like, "Yeah, man, Bioshock," and yeah, then dude. and then you can be like, "I have a connection with someone that w- that I didn't have to go out of my way to forge." Like that, there's some value in that. But the, there you, is, an, and, and I do I want to circle be. back to that. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but real quick to to Tim's point with the shirt thing, like I don't think of those as gamers. I don't I don't have a word for that. But but I yeah. feel like it's like obsessives these, or something. No, 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 no. These are people really who either. who uh, believe that the uh, mass market media uh, that is marketed to them. Is, right. is weird and uh that they are part of a special group uh, oh right and, like and when you were talking about the star wars thing uh right. on twitter i mean that, that was a bit of an exaggeration right because like duh everyone loves star wars yeah but, but you but, should you should repeat it because it was funny to me 
well, I don't remember the exact tweet, but but it, it was something to the effect of like, remember when you're seeing Star Wars? Remember when you're seeing the the biggest movie in the history of mankind that you're a very special nerd for liking it or something yeah, like that? Yeah, right? the, the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah. Hmm. Um. And 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 you know there are sure with Star Wars is a fine example, I guess. Like there there are people who who believe that they are uh, uh, special. Uh, for enjoying this thing and granted yeah it's the biggest thing ever it was just sold for four billion dollars a couple of years ago but but uh you know there's there's even smaller scale things that are still mass media that people still feel uh is this small niche market that they're special for liking um yeah and i i don't know i don't i don't want to like you know berate people for thinking what they like is special, especially if it means something to them, right? But uh, it, I, I just feel like I feel like the internet has proven that there was never such thing as a nerd. Uh, is it, kind of something I've been thinking about for a while now. That that ultimately I was kind of swinging around to on this show. I, I think that we all. I, I mean, I remember a time when I thought liking video games was weird. Uh, I thought that, that I was, you know, alone, but it just turns out there's millions of people who are sort of like me that didn't have a way of communicating before. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it, it was for quite a long time, especially as we were growing up in, you know, the, the, the eighties and nineties and whatnot. It was kind of a relatively solitary activity, except for like whatever kid you knew that had an NES game you could borrow or whatever. So I think and Street it, Fighter in arcades too. Sure. Yeah, but I want I wonder to what extent that is different now, uh, because I was I was actually just thinking about this recently. What if I grew up in the era of Xbox Live and PlayStation Network? Like if if my first video game was you know, Halo 3, and, like, the culture of people playing together online existed before I was aware of video games. And it would be impossible for me to feel like it was an isolated activity. Um, how How is that person... Like, do they... Do they miss something by, by not having been isolated at any point like well first of all that 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 person is uh automatically kind of weird because their their first experience is finishing the fight so they just wrap it up (laughs) that's true immediately yeah they're Um, they're, they got right in there but you know it's it's i don't i feel like younger folks identify as gamers more than older folks do um and and that's confusing to me because I feel like it should be the opposite based on what I just said. But and well, I had another thing to say, but I forgot it. Never mind. It was about <laughs> AGD. It was about AGDQ, and I wanted to like make sure that I wasn't insulting those people because I do think that it's like what they do is cool and everything. Um, yeah, and 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 that said, I don't think Tim's insulting them either. So let's let's get no, that out of the way. Let's make sure that none oh, of us no. are saying we're insulting those people. I but, think they're um, way cool, and 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 like Tim, I, I just completely respect you know mastery of of, uh, of whatever whatever Tim's uh, really not, cool way of saying it was. <laughs> I'm not insulting anybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm only commenting on 
how they dress because I think it's funny to have a couple of words from a game yeah, sure. just picked out of nowhere. Uh, not saying I saw anybody on AGDQ with that shirt. I saw a guy with that shirt in Target. Uh, I mean, the same way I would, you know, you, you think about mechanics or people who fix cars, right? You know, they, they generally dress a certain way, you know, so it's just, it's just putting it out there as a comment, yeah. not saying anything hateful, but, uh, <laughs> by now, uh, you know, I've already received probably 18, uh, Death threatening threat. emails from one person with 18 different Yahoo accounts. You, so. you know what? Straight up, uh, I, I had a shirt from Hot Topic with the Konami code on it. HT, right. Hot Topic. So yeah. that's, you know, it's, uh, I'm not like, you know, I've, I've, I'm not completely immune to whatever that is. At least young me wasn't. Uh, yeah, well, it takes a while to sort yourself out. And, right. uh, and, and, and so perhaps, one of these things is it, you know, it is part of, of identity. I never thought that video games were uncool, but I did think that nobody around me particularly played them or thought about them the same way that I did, which was why insert credit came to be really. Um, and then, you know, as I grew up and got older, I met a whole bunch of people who read that site and were like, I never knew anybody thought about video games the way that I did, or uh, uh, this website articulated things about video games that I didn't know that I was already thinking, etc. Um, and you know, when I and that's that's all very gratifying and nice. And then when I go back and read, try to read those articles, they're <coughs> embarrassing. <laughs> they're like they're yeah, don't read those kind of reverential and and. I don't know. It's and naive, and but it was kind of a step towards something at the time, I guess. Uh, but it's so you know everybody's got a like a a growing up phase where they they have to realize how to figure things out for themselves. They've got a um, I don't know. You we all our brains keep evolving or or changing over time. We get. Our tastes get more mature. We figure out how to, you know, how to like things that we might not have liked before. And and I think most importantly, you just kind of stop giving a crap. Yeah, there's um, that. Which, you know, takes a little bit longer for some people than others. Uh, but, yeah, Well, I it's mean, all about getting over yourself, ultimately. It's like, in order to realize that this thing that you enjoy does not... Can, it doesn't define you and it doesn't take over your life. Like you got to get over yourself first and realize, okay, maybe some people were mean to me when I was younger, but that doesn't mean I have to have a persecution complex for my entire life. Uh, or, or similar. So, uh, I think something I'm struggling with is why do I cringe so much when I hear that word? Um, Gamer. Is, is it because of, the negative connotations associated with it is it is it because of of the stereotypes that maybe people have put on me because yeah. of it well i i would say that at least for me it's kind of both of those things it's 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 that <clears throat> i feel bad for people that self-identify that way based because it is like you know the blockbuster uh, industry has decided that's who you are. Like, that makes me feel like these people have 
taken on an unfortunate moniker that other people want them to be in a box with. And then there's the fact that I think that 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 reflects on me, and to some extent I identify as, you know, I identify as a person who likes a lot of things, but one of those, one of the big things in that in that liking category is video games. And so, <clears throat> you know, no matter what I want to have happen, that term does reflect on me because no, nobody who, uh, who talks to me about that particular medium is going to be like, well, this guy's never heard of a video game. Like this guy's not a gamer. Uh, they're gonna, they're <clears throat> like, I was, I was in, uh, in Korea. I don't know if I told you this guy. You, th- I don't know if I told you guys the story, but I was in Korea and I was, talking to some some folks after a concert and um there was this one guy who was just asking me a bunch of questions and uh and 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 this lady who was in the band and and uh my friend peter introduced me as the guy who knows the most about video games and i was like oh no that's don't, don't call me that that's not what I, what I want to be my the introduction to me um and so the the lady is like, I bet you don't know this game that I played on the 3DO. I was like, oh, that's cool that you had a 3DO. And she's like, yeah, uh, I don't remember what it was called, actually. It was this game, and there was a guy who was blonde, and I was like, Captain Quasar. <laughs> 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 and she's like, oh, yeah, that was it. It was like, it was like three quarters view and stuff. And she's like, yeah. And so, you know, and then the, this other guy is like, well, do you, do you know how to defeat King Hippo in uh in Punch Out and I'm like I don't really play uh Nintendo games very much oh, and punch it's not out really my rules. thing. And and he's like, Well but do you know? And I'm like, Yeah, you punch him in the stomach and then you uppercut him. <laughs> it's like Oh, you, you know, don't uppercut him? Wait a minute. Oh you don't? Okay, well no. that was Oh you can uppercut right, well, him if you want. Yeah, you, you punch him in the stomach and then he he gets wobbly and then you uppercut him and that's how you TKO, right? No, I thought you just punched him in the stomach till he till he wobbled backwards and and sat on his butt. Huh. You can get him into an uppercut. Can you? Oh yeah, that's what huh. I remember. Every doing. everybody in Punch Out, uh, Punch Out is. Uh, oh, you're, you're talking about a, like the finishing move uppercut. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure, that sure, one. Sure, sure, you, yeah, you can. Do, they call can do it that. an uppercut. That's, but that's optional. Sure. It's more of a jumping sideways <laughs> punch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Here's here's a story about how cool I am being a gamer. Yeah. Uh is uh when I first played Punch Out, uh the instruction manual says, you know, do the uppercut. First of all, you press the start button to do the uppercut. I didn't like that. I was I was, you know, nine years old and I was like, That's stupid that you have to press the start button to do something very important in the game. And then number two uh, I had an uncle from Philadelphia, Uncle George. Did he work I've for I've talked Nintendo? about Uncle George before. And uh, Uncle George loved boxing. And every time we went to Pottstown, Pennsylvania, which is uh, it's near Philadelphia, that's where they were living, every time we went there, he was watching boxing. He had a bunch of... He was the first guy I ever knew to have a VCR. He taught my dad what a VCR was. Nice. We watched a lot of boxing at his house. He was always watching boxing, like replays, just tapes that he'd taped. Yeah, you wouldn't call him a boxer. Wouldn't call him a boxer, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Maybe he was a sportser. But uh, he had a... 
he he had just shown us so much boxing and talked to us about boxing constantly. So when they call that an uppercut in the instruction manual of Mike Tyson's punch out, uh, I, even as a nine year old, I was grievously, grievously offended because uh, that's not an uppercut. An uppercut doesn't look like that. Uh, so that's how much of a gamer I was at that point. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that says anything about you being a gamer. Oh, it says I'm not a gamer. It says, it says that, uh, when I was a kid, uh, I don't know, I guess, uh, I'm slightly older than, uh, some people think I am. Uh, when I was a kid, video games were just one thing. You know, they weren't, they weren't big enough and cool enough to be the only hobby you could have. You had to have other hobbies. You're looking at, uh, being able to rent like one, when I was age eight, you're, you're probably able to rent a game a month, you know, and you're able to buy like two games a year. It's not like, not like kids today with their 300 game Steam backlogs that they're bragging about on a, on Twitter, I got 290. Look at this. There's like a screenshot. It's like got 298 games or whatever in there. I saw some guy on Twitter the other day. I'm like, oh, I don't know what you're going to do with all those, but I guess it's cool to have them. I don't know. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's a whole other topic that I think we've talked so, about before. Um, yeah. We've talked about that, but apparently that's that. Apparently that's a gamer thing. Is, uh, I got a lot of games, man. Uh, but yeah, when I was a kid, you pretty much had to like something else. You had to like baseball. Yeah. Well, I, I think maybe a lot of younger listeners, you know, who weren't around in those eras, uh, might not understand that, uh, video games were not marketed as a hobby, uh, until, I don't know, maybe the PlayStation era. Um, you know, they were marketed as a toy that you occasionally got. Um, yeah. And and I don't yeah like really, a GI Joe. Well, it's not a good current analogy, but you know, sure. Can figure GI that out. Joe rules. <laughs> and you know, I, I think I think you'll see a lot of uh, people of our generation who you know maybe get a Wii and a game or two still sort of treating video games like that. But but at some point they were uh, the, there was a marketing shift. And in my head, it's it's mid to late nineties. It's like related to hardcore gamer magazine in some way. Uh, like I, I tie them together in my head, uh, where it became a thing to identify as someone who, who, uh, has video games as a primary hobby. And, uh, I, I, I think that might have something to do with video games, uh, just being around long enough that time, right? Because if you, if you go back to the, the 80s before the, the what we call the video game crash now, uh, you know, there's only a good, like, five or six years where video games are, like, a big mass market thing before they disappear. And and then you, go, you get to the Nintendo, and, you know, from 88 to, like, 95 or something, you're already at seven years. And I, and I kind of feel like, it just got enough time to mature as as a lifestyle choice, and and maybe that's why uh, things shifted in that direction. But uh, anyway, there's there's brief uh, old man rambling. 
uh, about what well, how, how things were, were were different when we were kids. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we have to have a little bit of that in every uh, it's a credit, I think. Um, when we were kids, uh, you didn't play a first person shooter. You went out with a BB gun and you uh, you filled something up with BBs. You know, <laughs> you you shot something full of holes is what you would do. And if you did you play wouldn't... a first person shooter, you didn't call it a first person shooter. You called it a Doom clone. When I was 12 years, yeah, a Doom clone. Uh, we didn't have those until I was in high school. Uh, when I was when I was 12 years old, uh, we didn't shoot uh, cartoon virtual Iraqis on the computer. We went to Iraq. It was called Operation Desert Storm. You, you youthful garbage of today, you don't know what it was about, man. Operation <laughs> Desert Norman Schwarzkopf. Do you know who that is? Kids, <laughs> we, that's that's who we had. We didn't have Doom Guy. Yeah, we didn't have Duke we Nukem. Had, we had Norman Schwarzkopf. We had Norman Schwarzkopf, the real Duke Nukem. Uh, Do you want to know basically. more about Norman Schwarzkopf? Uh, consult your local library. Yeah, you can use uh, the Dewey Decimal System to. If you, uh, if you even know you, what that is, you idiots. <laughs> You morans. Do you think when Norman Schwarzkopf got an inguinal hernia exam, the doctor uh, was able to resist saying, now turn your head and Schwarzkopf? Yeah, it would have been yeah. difficult. Yeah, it would have been really, really hard for that guy to do that. He probably did resist, though. I, I would like to believe that. Um, uh, doctors are funny. Not in my experience. Uh, I don't know. So I recently went to the doctor, and he was pretty funny. Huh. I had a, uh, I don't want to explain what he had to do, but he had, okay, so I went, I went to a doctor who, uh, who had to do something, uh, well, I'm never gonna forget it, if you know what I mean. Sure. So, uh, I, I mean, I could, I, I'm, I'm looking right at it in my brain's, uh, eyeballs, and, yeah, it was funny about that. I guess you kind of have to be. Yeah, with, with that procedure, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I had I had a couple of procedures. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess somewhere I was going with all this also is is uh, you know thinking back to to the marketing sort of you know shifting and and by the way I don't necessarily agree with you, Brandon, when you say that that the gamer identity was, was created by marketing. I think it was a little more subtle than that. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I don't think it was completely created by marketing. Okay. I think it was, I think inspired, it was exploited. I think it was exploited and inspired by, and then the torch was carried on. By yeah. Others. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, this is a very ethnocentric thing because I, I grew up in the, in the good old USA, but, but, but I, I do feel like, uh, Things like Sega of America's marketing in the early '90s sort of uh-huh. was, was was maybe the start of of identifying yourself in some way based on video games. Yeah, which, which sucks because uh, I sure like Sega. Uh, yeah, it was Sonic, man. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Sonic was. Uh, I think Sonic was the birth of the gamer. Boy, and gamers you know still mean? like Sonic. Let me tell you, then those. Uh, those uh, those fan fictions out there, they like Sonic a lot. Sonic birthed it's almost a whole a, lot of stuff. It's yeah. almost a different breed, but not quite. Uh, you know, it's almost like a. You know, you're talking like like dog breed terms. Like a pedigree gamer is the, uh, you know, a purebred. Except pure means uh, 
kind of dumb. <laughs> and uh, uh, and I was just going to say, Frank, uh, you want to see Sonic birthing stuff? I'm sure you can find that on the internet. Consult your local <laughs> library. You want to see Sonic birthing stuff? Correct. And when I say purebred gamers, I mean that's all they eat. Yeah, just bread. Also, they were bred uh, asexually from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Uh, yes. So it's actually weird. Uh, so to recap, uh, Sega made this guy named Sonic. In right, he was made as uh, as the cool Mario, right? Yeah, pretty CM. much. Well, in in Japan, he was made as a uh, a bunch of cool people making a like a dream team sort of cool game. And, uh, that was just like a very, like Sega of Japan wanted an artistically confident, uh, platform game to compete with Mario. And it also had to be technologically interesting. But, but they also, you know, specifically from day zero were like, we need a cool mascot. Yeah. yeah he's gotta be cool. Uh, and the American marketing just took that and ran with, oh yeah, he's cool. Because other video games suck. And, uh, Sega of America, Genesis does what Nintendo don't, uh, they started a culture war within the hobby of the toy enthusiasts who enjoyed video games. Yeah. And that was Sonic is cooler than Mario, you idiot. Uh, right? That was basically it. Yeah. And, to the this day, and I guess Sonic Two was, uh, you know, they just increased their supply of nukes at that point. Launched them and all on Sonic Tuesday. Sonic Tuesday, the day that will live in infamy. And Nintendo had to fight back. Nintendo doing stuff like the the Play It Loud Game Boys that were colored, uh, wicked, wild, weird colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could buy a translucent <clears throat> Game Boy. You can see the transistors inside it. Like, uh, that was, uh, that was Nintendo being cool. And they just, for a long time, never stopped being cool. They, they then Sony came along telling people that they were not ready for their console. Yeah. And, uh, it was just all about, yeah, this is a, you know, a hobby for dude, dudes, you know, just like yeah. dudes who and like then, being dudes. And then Sega with, uh, with the Saturn responded by dropping a PlayStation off a building. <laughs> dropping it off a building. Do you remember also that commercial? Having, I do. do you remember the uh, the the centerfold ad in Electronic Gaming Monthly of a an, a heavily airbrushed naked woman with Sega Saturn screenshots covering oh, her private parts? Yeah. Nope, I don't because oh. I didn't see that. But I only saw oh. I only saw commercials well, on the TV. As a Saturn aficionado, you should know about this. Yeah, I'm going uh, to start should, to you know should, about it. You should brush up. <laughs> you should brush up like they airbrushed that that photo. Yeah. Uh, you should. Uh, because, you know, this is your heritage. Right. It's like learning about your uh, family tree. Yeah. It's like going to genealogy.com. These are my people. You gotta, yeah, you gotta know your people. So at that point, it was just firmly, uh, they decided what type of dude it was. And, uh, there was this, this culture war, I think is the only, it's like, it's, it's a pretty little Hello Kitty of a culture war, but it's, uh, it was the, 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 the Sega's cooler than Nintendo. And that was all the competition video games needed to, now, more than 20 years later, uh, continue to have these weird little outsider complexes and, uh, 
uh, factions of different types of gamers. I mean, it's all Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm not even kidding when I yeah. say Sonic birthed it. Uh, like, I mean, to this day, and the funny thing now, the, the, the sick twist of irony, you know, the, uh, uh, is that Sonic, Sonic now just like kind of blows a lot. Yeah. And, well, also, if you'd like to see Sonic blows, uh, yeah, you your can find that in your library as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. But so the, the other thing about, about that's, that's weird now is, is that I think I do feel like those, those, um, console wars did start a lot of that. But now when you think of a, someone who calls themselves a Sega fan, they're all like blue sky and games type people who, who <laughs> want everything to be fluffy clouds and happy, happy times jumping around little birdies and stuff. Uh, like that's, oh, little birdies. Those are, those are the, the self-professed Sega fans. They're, they're people not people who the, run uh, their own, uh, fantasy star online servers and whatnot. Yeah. They're not the ones who are like, Fucking Sonic's the the best. That's not. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, not that anymore. It's funny. That's the uh, that's the fun irony is that uh, Sonic and Sega remain as these artifacts of. I mean, standing aside from the marketing, uh, so like like I said, the U.S. marketing took it and ran. They took the oh, these games are cool, huh? Well, <laughs> check this out, Naked Woman, right? Yeah. So they they took that and just went. They went hog bonkers on it. You know, they went miracle balls with that. That's that's a new phrase that I just coined, Did, uh, and, and, it's, and it's very Sega like. Yeah, miracle balls. <laughs> so they went they went miracle balls with this whole idea of the games being cool. But the the truth of the matter is, you know, again, and this it's sad that we have to call this irony. But the games were cool, and they were made by people who were trying to just legitimately and sincerely make cool video games. Yeah. Uh, and man, yeah, anytime you go to Japan, uh, and you look at the, uh, Sega Mega Drive shelf at any used game store, it's like, man, those games are all so cool. The boxes are just, they just rule. They just look so cool. And that's the straight dope. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, maybe I'm swinging back around to thinking that, uh, marketing did create the gamer, but I think what I actually was thinking when I said it was more subtle than that was that uh, it was inevitable. Like, I, I, I don't I don't feel like there's some parallel universe somewhere where marketing didn't create a gamer identity because, like, that's just efficient marketing. Yeah, well, uh, it might, yeah. but it might just not have... Uh, it. <clears throat> you know, in, in other media, the the labels that get put on people they have like the good one and the bad one you've got like cinephiles who are people who are super into movies because they know a lot about it and then you've got like the popcorn crowd yeah uh, who are the people who, who will just go and watch any blockbuster and like the marketing idea of a gamer was kind of more on the popcorn crowd side and we don't have like a video game literati term that we we just have gamer for for all the things about people that like video games and that that's that's like my problem with I my, think, my biggest I think, problem I think it. it's the opposite problem oh i think that oh that, the op problem yeah i think that marketing is creating the cinephile crowd in video games and 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 when i say cinephile i don't mean intelligent 
I, I oh, you know, blasted. I, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the cinephiles are idiots. No, yeah. no. I'm, I mean that 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 gamer marketing and and the gamer identity is you know trying to create a person who uh, obsesses over details rather yeah. than just like pops popcorn and and shoots Iraqis. You know, like it's uh, to go back to it's another kind of popcorn. Well, yeah. I'm not sure um, that's what they want to create because I, I feel like they, they <clears throat> want just a passive consumer who won't obsess over details. They want someone. I, I who don't will... think that's true. No, I think they want to create an identity uh, so that people continue consuming new products. Uh, well, no, that's, and I think that would, I think what you're saying is the opposite. Like, I think that what they want as a person who would consume new products is someone who will just passively consume every everything that won't that'll just be like yeah I I play video games or like yeah I watch movies I'll watch that's, any that's of not those. what I see in game marketing though what I see in game Boom. marketing is you're a gamer get the best gamer stuff keep gaming game on yeah so I've yeah, played but- a couple of the Assassin's Creed games uh in the past year played a bunch of them yeah and uh, those are for a for a game that is released without fail once per year, I guess they just recently announced that they're not releasing one this year and they're releasing one next year, which is kind of nah, did, did they announce that or was that another? They one didn't of announce those it, Kotaku but it was leaks. it was a Kotaku leak, uh, and it was uh, it was leaked a couple other places. I'm pretty sure it's real, sure, uh, because okay, get this first of all, the next Assassin's Creed game is going to be set in ancient Egypt. Nice. That rules. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be set in, and they're going to make a trilogy of Assassin's Creed Five, I guess. So it's ancient Egypt, ancient Rome, and ancient Greece. Uh, uh, you could just give me a pen so I can sign myself up. <laughs> because having played those games, uh, yeah, I mean, they had, a, they had trains in the last one. It was Victorian London. Take me back, baby. Take me back to the pyramids, you know? I want to take a look at them. But uh yeah, having played those games, man, there's so much stuff in there that you are uh you are not like they don't put a gun to your head about it, but they really want you to get obsessive. They really really do. And it's like I mean, again, I I hate to keep mentioning this, but I read like lots of books and uh I mean, they got me thinking about stuff in these games cuz there's so much stuff in there. And it's like that's cool. I don't know. It's more, it's like more, uh, I'm more invested in them than I thought I would be. And the one thing is like they're set in historical periods. So you're playing them and you're like, yeah, so I'm playing a video game, but it's set in, uh, it's set during the French Revolution. So it's like, I'm learning about history as well. But I mean, I already know it because of course, uh, I'm reading books about French history too. And it's like you're only reading books about French history because, you're playing a video game about French history and you uh, are, you know, but maybe it's been a gateway to something, but that just makes you more of a gamer. The marketing, like, like positioning it that way just makes you, makes you more of a gamesman because uh, the game has gotten you into other stuff. And now it's strengthened your bond with the game and the game. it, It helps that the games are full of these obsessive details interconnecting a universe of multiple games and characters and timelines. And it's just like, yeah, there's so much work put into making just like pushing the obsessive mind toward these games. And, uh, 
yeah, I mean, the 12 year olds of today will be talking about Assassin's Creed 20 years from now, the way people like me talk about Final Fantasy, you know, like, I mean, just totally. So I guess if, I don't know, man, if that's what they want to create, you know, I guess that could work. It just seems, it seems at odds with creating something that's truly mass media to have that be your marketing. But maybe that's, maybe things are different now. They want people to be obsessed with everything because like the, the Marvel universe, those are giant, big, stupid blockbusters that are, that are made for idiots to feel like they're involved and know about details and get stuff. So yeah, something that occurs to me about the Marvel universe. And, uh, I know this cause I was, uh, I was shopping for a particular Blu-ray the other day. And, uh, like I've noticed that all the Marvel movies on Blu-ray, uh, are, they're literally 40 bucks each. Like, I mean, you can get, you can buy the proposition, uh, a very good film that I like a lot for $4 at any target store. Uh, and that's, that's like a really good movie. Uh, but all every Marvel movie, they're thirty nine ninety nine each. Uh, Are they numbered because, on the spines yet? No, man, they should be. They really That's should uh, be. They, they should probably they should sell like a box to put them in. Like, uh, God, you know how when they sell like a Blu Ray box, that's like we've got a like okay, the Fast and Furious collection. They were selling a box that had the first six with a space reserved for seven, uh, because seven had just come out in the theater. And it's like advertising a big sticker on the box, uh, space reserved for Fast 7. It's like, that's funny What? It, because, you know, they're going to make an 8. Like, why don't they just build it with like three extra spaces? But yeah, so these Marvel movies are like $40 each because they know that the whole, uh, they call it a quote unquote cinematic universe is structured to make you want to watch all of them, to kind of make you feel peer pressure. Except your peer pressure, your peers aren't, you know, Jimmy and Bobby out by the dumpster behind the school. They're, they're Captain America and Iron Man, you know, <laughs> handing you some weed. Like, I mean, they, like, you gotta hang out with your friends. You gotta know what they're up to before you go see the movie. And it's like, they're not on Netflix. They're not on any of that stuff. It's just, uh, you gotta, you gotta, like, watch them somehow. Yeah. And, and this is like, to my mind, and, and, you know, I've never studied marketing, uh, though I am fascinated by it and I kind of want to, but this to me is just long-term marketing. Like Brandon was saying that it, it that, that's not a good way to market to mass consumers, but I don't think that's what you want to do. Uh, if you're building a franchise, I think if well, you're yeah, building with- a franchise, you want to, you want to create advocates for the franchise, uh, so that your marketing, you know, becomes free over time. And I think if you're if you're appealing to everyone, then you're just kind of scattershotting as opposed to like, you know, finding a long-term thing. The the Marvel example was me saying maybe maybe I changed my mind because ah. that's that's the way that that they're trying to do it there. Um I still don't like it. Cuz they know they know the internet exists. <laughs> I still they don't know like people it. are on people are on Facebook all god darn day and they are they're talking about their favorite stuff with people again it's the uh there's millions of people like you if you like something and now it's it used to be god darn impossible to find any like one person who liked the stuff you like uh 
I remember liking the stuff I liked in college. I didn't know anybody who liked any of that stuff. Like, uh, but you know, now you can find those people easily. And then that's more people to, uh, theorize about the next Marvel movie with something more people to theorize about the next star Wars movie with something I've noticed recently is that, so you got, you got all these people that are, that you, you can theorize about the next Marvel movie with, and those people consider themselves to be nerds or whatever. Like Frank was saying, maybe the nerd doesn't really exist, etc. But, um, you know, uh, um, my programmer Shane was talking about how he hears people, they, they'll listen to one episode of this, of this show and then say to him, so you're, you're, you're friends with that Brandon guy? And he's like, yeah. They're like, what's what's his deal? Why why does he want to like such weird stuff? Why why can't he just be like a normal guy? And, and like, that's I don't know. That's those those people probably all watch all the movies in the Marvel universe, but then they're like, does this guy think he's better than us because he knows other stuff? Um, yeah, oh, I've encountered that in places. I'm certain that you have. Um, and so yeah, it's it's. It's weird. I like if there is if there is a nerd, it's the person who knows about the stuff that you don't know about, um, that you haven't been that hasn't been marketed to you. Yeah, they 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 haven't figured out how to sell it yet. Yeah. Why does this guy like this stuff? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody so- likes stuff, and people are like, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. And you know, obviously the. You know where where all this identification stuff kind of goes is is toward the the scary entitlement aspect of being something like a gamer, yeah. right? Uh, where now that now that we've created this this identity, uh, you know, that's that's a lot of power. That's an identity. <laughs> you know, it's it's not a hobby. It's it's how people identify the way that they live their lives. Yeah, and that's problematic. Yeah, and you know, again, I don't I, I don't think this is, like, unique to video games. I don't think that, like, we did something wrong at some point. It's just a weird thing that 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 is the nature of the marketing beast, I think. Um, and you know, I, I think a lot of the crap that's been happening these last few years is, is, you know, been the result of, uh, people realizing something similar to what I was saying, where that, that liking video games isn't really a nerdy thing. It's, it's, it's a thing. Anyone, you know, basically everyone likes video games. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think a lot of the identity crisis we're sort of seeing is, is, uh, getting scary because of it because we've we've told people all this time that that they're special yeah and then they find out that they're not and that their mom plays video games as much as they do she just doesn't think she does uh, right. because she doesn't think that candy crush is a, is a video game but she knows what level is the hardest she knows what items do what she knows all the very specific things about that game but then uh, it's not a real game right Candy Crush. Yeah, so, Bioshock yeah. is the only real game. <laughs> yeah, and so that's how why people have to start posing themselves against each other and being like, "Why is that guy like weird stuff? Why can't he just like normal stuff like me?" Or people being like, 
why why does this person like such casual stuff? They can't be a real gamer because they you know they they probably only played the first couple levels of Call of Duty. Well, then worse than that, like they get they get they become gatekeepers with products, right? Like with games. Um, I mean, I'm sure we all saw the, the horrendous stuff on the Steam forums for that dragon cancer. I actually oh, managed insane. to avoid looking at that. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, there's there's a Kotaku thing that sums it up. Uh, yeah, if, if you want to go check it out, but you know, basically, like the Steam forum for that game is. And when I went, it was like literally every thread on the like a hate page. group now. Just, yeah, yeah, just, it's all just hate. Yeah, it's just complete hatred. Uh, you know, how dare you uh, profit from your son's death? Uh, and then like this is not a real game. You know, like I'm yeah, just, like the ones that are the scariest and the weirdest are the ones that are being like you're profiting from uh, your child's death, uh, and. And then the, when I looked at it, and this this tells you a lot about uh, the, the the toxic gamer character. Uh, when I looked at that thread or at that forum, every thread was "How dare you delete threads that are critical of your game?" And it was like every thread. It's like, man, they're not deleting the threads because uh, I don't know, like w- what. It, why is that the only conversation topic that you want to have is one that's about them deleting threads, but your thread is there. Uh, well, it's, it's, uh, it's that there's a lot being done under the, the idea of censorship and that you must be able to say anything, no matter how shitty it is to anybody. That's, that's, yeah. that's the American way is to be able to shit on other people. So the weird, the thing I notice is, uh, like, Modern marketing toward young young folks, uh, you kind of there's this weird. I mean, you've noticed like the sorts of haircuts and stuff people have, like the cool people. You know, around here, every guy's got the same haircut and the same mustache. Uh, I mean, people are just generally trying to be the same. Uh, there's a whole lot more I could say about that, but let's let's just cut to the. Uh, there's this this unearned toughness that marketing is like you don't have to earn toughness you don't have to earn manliness you just you can have it and that can be you just right. uh buy this product and there's this uh you've just con- it's not not manliness necessarily it's like what we call what we've referred to in marketing as manliness yeah. uh the just you you don't have to apologize for anything. You can put bacon on your bacon, and you can be a funny guy with bacon on your chips, you know? And it's like, all right, I'm not going to apologize for eating beef jerky on the bus. I'm, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, like every commercial is about how you don't have to apologize for stuff. And, uh... You know, you, you know, monkey see, monkey do. You see somebody making fun of a game for not being a real game. I would say everything describable of what people are doing on forums saying this game's not a real game and I don't have to apologize, uh, for not liking it. Like, all that stuff I would chalk up to immaturity. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we're in this day and age where 
everything is, remember, Transformers, remember, Thundercats, here's a gif of Skeletor, you know? It's like everyone is just being told that they can be a child, and you don't have to apologize for putting bacon on your Kraft macaroni and cheese on the bus, you know? It's like... I don't know if any if if all of those people are going to outgrow that behavior is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think I think uh they might just keep being told they don't have to. Yeah, the behavior is encouraged certainly. It's it's that's what it's Yeah. You know the the it's encouraged wants, by like market, them, marketing used to want yeah. people to feel ashamed of themselves and now it wants it's got like a third layer where it wants to like ignite their shame sensors and then be like, but you, it doesn't have to be that way. This product, yeah, like, Boom. like it's 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 telling people these guys want to keep you down, but guess what? You're special and we know it. Um, and that mm-hmm. that that is very troublesome. <laughs> so me. it's it's almost like so there, there's like a, a couple. Well, there's a lot of you know real bad evils uh in marketing and and two of the worst in my mind are uh you know the encouraged immaturity and toxic masculinity and it's like video games just kind of sit in this weird venn diagram in the middle of those two things sometimes yeah and Mm -hmm. and it's it's not it's not necessary as we know it's possible to in, to enjoy video games for other reasons and be but really, it's really not interested possible in them. to sell millions of dollars of revenues possibly without. or yeah possibly because yeah. we don't we don't know that like are people trying to do that we don't know uh that it's not possible to, to... I know it is possible I yeah. guess because I like, mean Katamari sold millions of units uh candy crush saga <laughs> didn't sell millions of units but it sold millions well, it's, of... well the units don't matter yeah for anything but I'm, I'm talking don't revenue, matter right? yeah. like, and and yes like like king and and zynga uh you know in, in its prime i have no Zing idea what zynga is right now i, I literally have no idea what zynga is doing right now yeah, uh, yeah zynga i i have no idea <laughs> nobody's heard anything from them yeah we should make sure they're okay to give them a call um but uh, drive over there check it in guys <laughs> but i mean like we, we we've shown that there is a way but it's, but even that is, I don't know, like that doesn't appeal to me either. But maybe. no, but like I was saying, Katamari sold a lot, um, and you know, uh, well, but that was just like, I mean, that was that was that was the Flappy Bird of the PlayStation Two, you know, where it's like you could not have predicted that. No, you couldn't have, but you could be like, oh, this is popular. How do we get more games to these people? Yeah. Instead of being like, ah, but the shoot the man's games are easier for me to figure out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go with that. You know, like there, it, it would have been possible to figure oh, out. Yeah. How, like, marketing people know what they're doing. They could have. It's a they, science. Yeah. If they, if they put in some effort, they could have taken care of that. But, but the counter argument is marketing people know what they're doing. So, and there's probably a reason they haven't done it. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't buy that all the way through because I see, you know, I've seen people do their jobs before in an office, 
And yeah. I know that, that most of the time when people are doing their jobs, they're like, ah, it's good enough. Or they're doing it under oh, such yeah. pressure or such with such speed that they're like, I don't have time to do this the cool way. <clears throat> you know, I, I run the student day of the game developers conference every year and every year I do it in a rush and I'm like, ah, damn, next year I'm really going to plan for this thing. And then it sneaks up on me again. And I'm like, well, better rush through this, (laughs) you know, like, uh, and I, 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 uh, it's possible that there are a lot of folks out there that are better than that. And that can do like a real long term. Let's think about this for a long time marketing campaign. But that tends to be for stuff that already has money, which is stuff that already caught fire, and and that tends to be the same kind of Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, whatever, you know? Just keep pouring more fire on that. So do we think that uh, marketing pushes on more interesting, more diverse games would, would, would fix this identity crisis? I don't know about fixing... Uh, and I don't think that it's, I don't know that it's marketing's responsibility to, you know, make people less terrible because marketing's main idea is to make people worse. Right. And um, it's not a matter of, uh, you know, should they or, 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 you know, like. But I do think it's they. possible that they could affect positive change. Yeah. Yeah. And if, is there a, is there a commercially viable future, uh, for a friendlier, uh, for a friendlier video game uh, landscape, I feel like there is, and things like to bring it back around, AGDQ, yeah. kind of prove that there is. You know that like nobody was putting each other down in there, except in funny ways among friends, sort of things, um, and it was just it. The whole idea of it is to help fight cancer, etc. So, yeah, there's there's definitely something to that. And it, it got more than a million dollars, tons of people watching the streams. People care about that. I'm sure there were some people in the streams who were just being trolls and lolling at stuff, but the the main drive of the event was explicit and clear. Um So yeah, yeah. I mean I think it's 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 totally possible. It just needs people need to care about it. And just, uh, we're running low on time, but just quick house cleaning, uh, here on, on that topic. Like I, I do want to say that, that I recognize, and I'm sure you guys too, too, that there is, there is a gamer that is marketed to that is not the bad kind, right? Yeah. That there, there yeah. is, there is the, you know, the t-shirts at target kind, right? Like, the, like there's the packs Angry going birds. kind of, kind of gamer. You know, the, like there, there, there is a gamer identity that is marketed to that is not toxic. Yeah. Uh, but that said, it's still no. I, I I'm going to take that back. It, it, it still, to me, is toxic because it, it's still telling you that this is what you are. You know, going back to the "Would you kindly" shirt, like that, like that, that person wearing that shirt, you know, might be a, a, an okay person. Right, might might want other people in the fold. Might not judge people for not liking things the way they do. Right, but they but, got absorbed. <laughs> but they got absorbed into into this identity, uh, and and you know, 
just by nature of it of it being a, a marketing created identity that that needs to be fed in order to uh, you know remain you know satiated. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 still it's still bad in its way. Problematic. You can true. like it. You don't. You don't have to be a gamer. You don't. You don't have to like the things on thinkgeek.com. There's no such thing as a geek. You're not weird. You're not special. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> get over yourself. <laughs> and just have a good time with some stuff. Yeah, that's all. Exactly. Get over yourself. Then come hang out, and we'll uh, have a good time. So uh, cool. That was fun. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. You can follow honk, honk. us on facebook.com uh, slash IC podcast. That's right. Uh, yeah. Not facebook.com slash insert credit. No. I don't know who that guy is. I don't either. Um, My mistake. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Frank Cifaldi. Tim is at 108. Brandon is at Necrosofty with a Y. Um, yeah. Insertcredit.com is uh, the page where you can go and probably get all that all them links if you forgot them all already. Yeah, just drink those links. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes, which I think is the preferred format. Uh, but where else? Where else can we get our stuff? Well, they can, they can also listen to it on on the website itself. We we just put the whole the whole wave file or MP3 or whatever. We, it get, is we got it. We got an RSS feed there as well. Yeah, we got that. Uh-huh. All right, there you or go. You can also uh, you can follow me straight to my mom's basement. Oh, so nice. you follow Tim straight to his mom's basement, and if you don't want to do that, uh, you can learn more about Tim's mom's basement at your local library. Thank you very much for listening. I uh, will see you next time. Bye. Insert credit show. Over, yeah. Yeah, my mom has a basement. Deal with it. It's filthy. I don't have a basement. I've never had a basement.